Welcome to the Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers, filling in for uh, Justin Hermes, who's a little bit under the weather. I, I would say it's the uh, Friday before Christmas flu, but uh, I talked to him earlier this morning. He is definitely sounding rough. Also joined in the studio by Gus over at Marigolds. Gus, thanks as always for uh, joining us here on KRDO. Absolutely. Thank you for allowing us to be here today and Thoughts and prayers with Justin as he fights the flu. Yeah, T's and P's for sure. Of course, we're uh, we're going to focus a lot of the day on our hometown heroes. Of course, it's a project near and dear to you and Justin, kind of highlighting those who really are the backbone and cornerstone of uh, our community as well. But let's talk a little bit about uh, what things are going on over at Marigolds because this is a busy time of year and you guys have had you know quite the expansion as well, adding that second shop. So let's talk a little bit about how your year has gone as well. Yes, no, it's been a blessing. You know, this year has been huge for the Marigold family. As everybody knows, you know, Gus Sr. has definitely made an impactful movement with Marigold and his love that he brings. And for us to all buy into that culture and be able to open up a second store has been a great thing for the team, and we're just so blessed for it. Yeah, and it's one of those things, too, that you guys have kind of done it the right way. You own a number of other businesses here in Southern Colorado as well. You're new, you're not strangers to the area, and you're really reinvesting into these legacy businesses and keeping you know the identity, but also kind of adding into that own flair as well. Absolutely. You know, when my father came over from Lebanon back in the early 70s, it's been, you know, an on, only upwards from there. He's he's so thankful to be in America where it's, it's a free choice, free living, and, and he can use his work ethic to, to really empower and, and to show it off and, and really work hard. Yeah, and that's one of those great things is too in your the business in Marigold, you guys have always been very, you know, thoughtful about what you do and how you run the business. You're closed on Sundays, which I know is a big deal because that's a huge revenue maker when it comes to restaurants, but you guys have done that on purpose to take care of your staff, to take care of yourselves as well and really show that you're doing business the right way. Absolutely. You know, Sunday's the day of the Lord and also the day of your family. So it's it's a, a great empowering movement to say, please be with your family, spend time with them, because that's what's most important. Although we spend a lot of time at work together, it's great to also get get with your own family and mm-hmm. with your own blood. Yeah, you know, it did well for that uh, guy selling chicken sandwiches out of Georgia. Yeah, they are they are one smart company, all right. Yeah, and, and that big thing with that, I bring up closed on Sundays because Sunday is Christmas Eve and Marigolds will be closed on Christmas Eve. So if you are looking maybe for that last minute uh, pie dessert, uh, Gus was telling me ahead of time, get over there as soon as possible. It's not even time where you can do any pre-orders. It's first come, first serve. And if you've had any of the treats, any of the desserts at Marigold, you know you want to get those before they run out. Correct. Yes, we are closed this Christmas Eve, which does land on a Sunday. And we are going to do a twist because New Year's Eve does land on a Sunday as well. And we will be opening up for that day just with all of the uh, customers who have been begging for us to be open on these two Sundays. We figured we would give them one out of the two. Yeah, I mean, kind of meet you guys in the middle a little bit. And what can we expect New Year's Eve over at Marigold. So New Year's Eve is going to be a four-course meal. That's going to be a super salad, appetizer, entree, and dessert. $85 per person plus bar, tax, and gratuity. 
and that's going to have all of our favorites. It's not just our menu. It's going to be world-class meals being brought in. Ooh, so is it is, is it a set menu, or is it still going to be open to uh, some of those classics that we all know and love? So you definitely have your classics, but you also have some specials that are coming. You have lamb chops. You have veal asuboku. You have lobster and shrimp ravioli. So we're bringing in some some high-end product as well. It's going to be a fantastic thing. And of course, those reservations, I assume, are going to go very, very quick. Yes, please, please make sure you give us a call as soon as you can to book up as slots are still available, but they are going quick. And that phone number? 719-599-4776. Yeah, we're talking with Gus Jr. He's hanging out with me here on the Extra today. We're going to continue the program, uh, get back to kind of the Friday tradition. We're going to highlight a number of hometown heroes, and it's got a kind of a blue Christmas theme as well. We'll explain as we continue here on the Extra on KRDO News Radio. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I'm Andrew Rogers. I'm joined by Gus Jr. at Marigolds, and we are featuring a number of hometown heroes today here on The Extra. Let's head over to the uh, phone lines right now. We've got uh, Lieutenant Steve Noblet with the CSPD joining us here. And, uh, Lieutenant, thanks so much for joining us on KRDO News Radio. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, just a small correction, it's a retired Lieutenant Steve Noble. I know. I'm just so used to saying that as well from <laughs> our years of kind of working with you and the different things in your small point of time, uh, kind of working in the public information office. You know, old habits die hard. Right. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about kind of your journey and uh, what got you in law enforcement and kind of how you kind of started off and made your ranks uh, up through retirement. Yeah, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm extremely humbled and honored to be here. I really appreciate uh, what you guys are doing with this program. So I I started out, I I wanted to be a cop ever since I was, gosh, you know, a little kid. And so uh, as soon as I graduated from high school, I I joined the Marine Corps. You couldn't be a cop till you were 21. And so I joined the Marine Corps and I went in and did some different things and uh, the Marine Corps security forces and different things to kind of help prepare me for that, uh, that journey. Um, and I got, when I got out in 93, I joined a small police department in uh, Northwestern Oklahoma and that started my career. Um, being there for working in a, you know, a smaller town, it was a town of uh, 2,500, uh, 3,000 people, there is a college there, so uh, when college is in session, it grew. But uh, smaller town, got to really learn some, you know, community service, um, small town principles that really served me well through my career at uh, the Colorado Springs Police Department as well. So in 97, I was hired by the Colorado Springs Police Department. So in early 97, I started there, went through the academy and started working uh and later that year in the Falcon Division of North and Patrol. And so I moved around a little bit uh, in patrol as a police officer. I went down to the Sand Creek Division, worked out of the Sand Creek Division, which is in that fountain and academy area for a number of years, and then went on uh, to the motorcycle unit. So I was a traffic cop uh, in the early 2000s. And uh, in 2005, I went to the homicide unit and worked in homicide for... uh, a few years um, that was during the 2006 was one of those years 
And uh, that was the year, as you may recall, that we lost uh, two officers in the line of duty. And I was, you know, went through the process of, uh, you know, helping with those uh, investigations. A pretty tragic and horrifying year that I'll just never forget. Um, once I uh, left homicide, I went back to patrol for a short time, then promoted to sergeant. Worked uh, again in the Sand Creek Division uh, as a patrol sergeant. And then that's when I was... Uh, moved up to our community relations section, and that was 2009 time frame. And of course, that's when we had uh, the recession and started having to pull back on uh, specialized units. But at that time, I oversaw the PAL uh, program, the Police Athletic League, and our cadet program, um, and our community relation officers. And then I served as the backup PIO. Um, you mentioned uh, that earlier, and uh, so once. Our regular PIO retired in 2010. Um, I was asked to do uh, that job as well. Um, he's normally a, a lieutenant position, uh, but at the time, going through the recession, we just we had to cut back on a lot of things. So I was kind of promoted into or you know filled in that spot. So I served as the PIO until 2012. Uh, so I did a lot with. Uh, uh, radio and, and TV and uh, working with the media uh, during that time frame. And shortly after that, I I left the PIO section, the community relations section, went back to patrol, um, served as a patrol sergeant, and then uh, was selected for our domestic violence uh, and felony sex assault unit. So I went up and supervised that investigations unit uh, for uh, short of three years. And then I was promoted to uh, lieutenant in 2015. So I started my, uh, went back to patrol as a lieutenant. So you, every time you promote, you end up back in patrol. I was the patrol shift commander up at the Falcon Division where I started my career in 97. Did that for a few years. Um, and then uh, went back to the Sand Creek Division as a patrol lieutenant. Um, I was in patrol for about five years as a lieutenant, and then I was selected to go to our specialized enforcement division where I oversaw our Office of Emergency Management, our airport unit, um, and uh, our downtown uh, court, uh, uh, our I want to say marshals, but it, it's, it's not our, it's our city court section uh, officers down there. So I uh, oversaw that, did that for another two and a half, uh, short of three years. And then I was moved over to our patrol support section where I had our motorcycle unit, our uh, felony, our fatal uh, crash investigations unit, our special events unit, crisis negotiators. Um, and then, uh, so back to my roots again, uh, there with our motorcycle unit. So I, I worked with them, did a lot of um, escort planning, uh, special event planning, those kinds of things. And, uh, and then ultimately, so I was the backup SWAT uh, commander, so I would um, oversee SWAT calls uh, when our primary um, lieutenant couldn't do it. Um, so I had a pretty fulfilling and exciting career, and I decided to retire in uh, August of uh, this year. Uh, retired late August. That put me three months short of 30 years uh, in law enforcement, and I started my own business uh, with uh, my business partner. Um, and so I'm doing security now. So I've got a real, you know, I, I, I really believe that everybody deserves to have, you know, a 
someone in their corner when it comes to personal safety or property safety. And, you know, as everybody's aware, uh, the police department's, you know, struggling with staffing all over the country. And we just can't do what, what we could do when I was a young cop in 93. And, you know, we checked door locks and we, you know, spotlight your house. And you know, if you went on vacation, we'd watch over your house. And there's just a lot of things that we just can't do in law enforcement anymore. And, and so, you know, our company, we kind of want to pick up that slack or, you know, fill in that gap. So, or we got a lot of little gas left in the tank. I've got uh, four other former police officers that are working with me and, uh, you know, we're just got some gas in the tank and like to help. Very cool. And as you mentioned as well, about a 30-year career in law enforcement, and you mentioned kind of those changes that you've seen over those decades, what would you say to someone who might be listening to this or maybe that high school student that has that dream of becoming an officer and wearing a badge similar to you uh, kind of entering into law enforcement in this current era? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, you know, go in with your eyes wide open. Um, do your research, know know what is entailed um, in being a law enforcement officer and you know, in the United States today is a lot different than it was in the early 90s. Um, the core principles are the same. There, there may be additional requirements, you know, body cameras and, uh, um, you know, additional uh, court rulings and legislation that, that uh, changed kind of how we handled certain situations. But all in all, the core principles are the same. I mean, we're here to provide, uh, you know, a service to the community. And our job is to... Uh, you know, to help people and to, when, when they don't have anywhere else to turn, um, you know, they can turn to you. And I, I tell you, that's a pretty rewarding uh, feeling when, you know, someone, you know, asks you about a situation they're dealing with and in law enforcement, you get it all. I mean, you get everything from uh, kids misbehaving and parents calling you and trying to get, you know, you know, help in that situation to the homicides. And so that hasn't changed that there's still a, a, a deep need for that and i i tell you if you got a you got a heart for service um, and just do your research and know what you're getting yourself into but go for it mr noblet thank you so much for your service this is gus from marigold i just wanted to come on and just congratulate you on being hometown here of the week and also congratulate you on a, just a wonderful 30-year career and we're just blessed to have you on the show and and blessed to hear your wonderful story about how you've seen a through z in the police department and and while we have you on the phone you know you were just expressing how a lot has changed with funding and and staffing and and that's something you know the country expresses that is we're, we're really we're really failing at you know and so how would you say as a community we can help out with our law enforcement to support you guys because i know when i drive down highway 24 i see the best sign in the world and it says see a cop thank a cop and I think we right. as a community need to do our justice and, and being more supportive of the law enforcement to make it more encouraging for people wanting to work in that industry. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I greatly appreciate that. Thank you, Gus, and I, and I appreciate your comments. And, I, I, you know, citizens, um, just like I was talking about with people that want to be cops, I mean, I, I think you really got to pay attention to what's going on at the legislative level and, and make sure that, you agree with the changes that are being made because there's, you know, there's been some, 
you know, uh, changes, uh, you know, qualified immunity changes, you know, body-worn camera changes, you know, uh, inferences of, uh, you know, uh, guilt basically placed on officers if they don't have their cameras on. Uh, there's just a lot of reasons that can cause people to not want to be police officers, specifically in Colorado anymore. And I think that, you know, I will tell you that in Colorado Springs, we have, for the last 26 and a half years, I've felt the love of the community always. And I feel like we have a very supportive community here. Um, I do think that, you know, that, that really as, as a community, as citizens of this, as, of this state, we just got to look at what, what they're asking of our law enforcement officers. And it, is it reasonable? And, and, you know, do we all agree with it? Um, because, you know, those are the things that are causing people not to want to, you know, take on the responsibility. There's, it, there's certainly an added, uh, you know, risk element to it. I mean, it's dangerous enough to be a police officer and put your life on the line and, and take those risks. And, but when you start talking about putting some liability and, uh, additional, um, expectations on there that could impact your family life and, and, you know, your financial future. I mean, it just really, uh, it's discouraging. Yeah. And so, but you know, that's, that's what I would say, but I, I will tell you that uh, Colorado Springs is a very supportive community and, and have been, and I've been greatly honored and, and, you know, just grateful for all the support that I've had over the years as a police officer. And, um, and so, but those are the things. There's a lot of people I talked to and we had no idea that we had a Senate bill, uh, 217 that made all these changes to law enforcement in 2020. And, um, and I, you know, they weren't, they were kind of devastating. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're up against the clock, but Willie, thank you for your time, your service to our community. Uh, part of that thank you, uh, Gus and his team will reach out, uh, treat you and a guest to dinner and the works over at Marigold's. Uh, Steve, really appreciate you joining us here on Cardio News Radio uh, all those years ago, kind of on the job, and now kind of with you uh, explaining the current role. Really appreciate your time today. You bet. You bet. You guys have a great day, and thank you again. God you bless. Too. Merry Christmas. God bless. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I'm Andrew Rogers, in for Justin Hermes, joined by Gus Jr. at Marigolds. We're continuing to uh, feature a number of hometown heroes here on this Friday edition of The Extra. Let's head back to the KRDO News line. We have another recent CSPD retiree, Tracy Lynn, joining us now on the KRDO Newsline. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us here on KRDO News Radio. Good morning. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about uh, kind of your background and your journey through law enforcement. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I uh, decided to go be a police officer when I was 34. Um, it had been kind of my lifetime dream. So I went and did that. Um, I did specialized units for about four years in the downtown area. And then I became domestic violence and adult sex assault detective for the last two years. And then I, I had to medically retire about uh, two years ago. And kind of working with those specialized units and especially, you know, seeing uh, kind of that increase in that kind of rash of domestic violence, you know, what what kind of sets apart our specialized units and the men and women who wear the badge in those units compared to maybe your other lines of work? Um, well, that's a good question. I think there was just 
a lot of compassion in the in the detective unit that I was in. People worked very hard to try to get justice for the victims. Um, they they very much loved what they they did, and I did as well. So I, I was very sad to have to leave it, but I think we had a really good um, detective unit, and and all the people really cared about what they did. So. Well, Ms. Tracy, thank you for all you've done. I know that's a, a difficult thing to do, and, and with you making that decision later on in life, I can only imagine how it kind of hits home and makes you really appreciate going home at night and, and going home to your family. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was absolutely my pleasure to serve my community for the seven years I got to do it, and ultimately it was a better decision for me mentally to take care of my family and I was able to leave and go start my own business, which has been great and rewarding. So, very nice. And what is that? What is what is your new venture you got going on? Uh, we do super fun auctions twice a month online. So we do estate sales, and um, my business is Elevation Auctions. So we try to have fun, and we have antiques and toys and all kind of cool stuff on there. And what kind of lessons did you learn uh, through your course of time as an officer and working at the CSPD that you're able to kind of translate into running a business and kind of working with people on that side of the house? I really just believe in compassion and being kind to others because you never know what somebody's going through. And so I think being a police officer was very humbling because you got to see a lot of people in very adverse situations and so it's it's been nice getting back into like a more civilian role because you you see how people are truly good humans. And you saw so much bad stuff as a police officer. It's easy to believe that that's how the world is. But going back into having my own business has shown me that the world is, is truly a beautiful place and people do help each other when they can. Yeah, and, you know, as somebody who kind of came in a little bit later, but also being a, a woman in law enforcement, what what do you have as a message as far as, you know, kind of those people who may be thinking about that career change or maybe wanting to serve their community in that way? Sure. I was a, a turbine engineer uh, working in power plants before I became a police officer. So I think if you really set your mind to it, you can do anything that you want to do. Um, and, you know, it's, it's scary taking risks sometimes, but ultimately it was very rewarding for me um, to get to change in that capacity. And it takes all types of different people to become police officers. So I think it was the best job I've ever had, and I, I would love to still be doing it. But I, I'm very thankful for the people who still do it. That's very encouraging. What would you say is, is one of the, the tough realizations of being an officer and waking up and, and putting on that body armor every day to serve our community? Um, I think it would probably be that, I don't know. It, it was very hard sometimes going in with good intentions and sometimes, you know, those good intentions as an officer didn't handle a situation. So um, it sometimes you had to solve problems in ways you didn't want to because people were not listening or not cooperating and having to have that aggressive side wasn't my natural tendency, but it was necessary for the safety of other people. So um, that was that was a different transition for me because I like to be a caretaker and take care of people. Um, so that was a different realization. But like I said, it's been um, different being on the outside world because you look at it a little bit differently now. But I'm, I'm still very thankful for all of the types of personalities it took to do that job.
Yeah, it's one of those things that uh, you realize very quickly that everyone is still human and you're dealing with people on the worst day potentially that they're having. And having that compassion uh, kind of throughout is really key. And I think that's what a lot of people maybe lose as far as our officers being people as well and dealing with that. But uh, Tracy, we really appreciate your time uh, joining us here on Carity News Radio. Also, what you've done for our community as well, what you're doing now in the private sector. And part of our hometown heroes is that we want to uh, thank you. Uh, Gus and his team will be reaching out, uh, kind of providing dinner, the works over at Marigold's for you and a guest, just as a small token of our appreciation and everything that uh, you've done here in the community. Well, thank you so much. That is very, very appreciated. And we really appreciate what you do. And uh, if you want to get more information about uh, the new business and the auctioneer uh, information, what, tell me a little bit or give us that information if people maybe have some more questions or want to reach out on that as well. Sure. We're on Facebook and Google. You can look for us at Elevation Auctions. And like I said, we do estate sales. We take consignment sales, but we really just try to provide a fun auction twice a month where everything starts at $3, there's local pickup, and you can find really fun, interesting things in there. Perfect, Tracy. Really appreciate your time and uh, joining us here on KRDO News Radio. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it. Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you as well. We God have another bless. quick break. We'll have more hometown heroes still ahead right here on KRDO News Radio's The Extra. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. We are... Continuing to highlight a number of hometown heroes here on this Friday before Christmas. I'm Andrew Rogers, joined by Gus Jr. of Marigolds. And uh, we're also joined on the Carity Newsline now by Nick Hamaker, another recent retiree of the CSPD. Nick, thank you so much for joining us here on Carity News Radio. Thanks for having me, guys. And let's talk a little bit about kind of your journey and uh, career through law enforcement here in the Springs. Oh, geez. Um... So I joined in uh, 2000 or 2017 um, after a, a short career in the military and uh, and uh, doing federal corrections. Um, I just like every other cop in the world, my my dream was to be a cop. Um, so I I did that in 2017 uh, and then worked pat- uh, patrol for about five years and then the last year of my career with CSPD I. Uh, got into crash investigations and was basically 10 hours a day just responding to crashes, uh, doing traffic enforcement, things like that. Well, thank you so much, Handmaker, for all you've done. It sounds like you've served our country twice, and and we're just so honored to have you on the show, and and thank you for continuing to to support our community. Well, thank you. We, We definitely appreciate all the support from you guys. Absolutely. I know back in, in July of 2022, it, it was a tough year for you. And, and coming back from that, how, how has it been? Has, has our community helped you and, and been supportive of that and, and been there for you? Yeah, definitely. I would, I would say it's been overwhelming uh, with the support from community and, and from friends and uh, coworkers uh, and just and doing everything they can to try to get me back. As you said, yeah, I was in a crash. Uh, I was hit head on uh, July of 22 while on duty uh, by an impaired driver. And, and yeah, it's been extremely difficult. Um, but yeah, the support's been great and, and just trying to get me back on my feet. 
That's very encouraging. I think as as all the listeners are are out there listening to the story, you know, that's that's something we don't take into consideration of how dangerous your job can be. I mean, it wasn't a call that you were on. I, I believe you were just driving down and it just happened, correct? Yeah, I was I was actually on the way to the hospital uh, investigating a unrelated uh DUI incident. Uh and and just yeah, on the way to the hospital and the other driver just crossed the the center line and at the last second and uh we collided. It's it's unbelievable. Well we're just so thankful to have you on the show and it's it's the sacrifices that us as listeners I don't think ever really realize that you guys literally wake up ready to give your life to serve our community and we're just so thankful to to be able to witness that and have you here today to be humbled by it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. We, we definitely appreciate it. And I can speak for every first responder that, you know, every little bit of support really does matter and count. Yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, you were, you were investigating a DUI accident. You were a victim of a drunk driver. We're coming up on the holiday season, a lot of festivities, and you can speak firsthand to just the danger that that entails and uh, how it can really impact somebody for their life from somebody making a bad decision at one point and really there's no excuse not to find an alternative or a safe way home especially in this age of apps and uber rideshare everything like that yeah i definitely agree um i think you know if you if you live in the springs and or in the area you, you definitely can tell uh, a difference in either, you know, in impaired driving or, or just distracted driving. You see a lot of that, um, you know, a lot of road rage and uh, people just not paying attention to what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, that little decision to look at your phone or, or to have that, you know, that extra drink and get behind the wheel just isn't worth it, you know. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that, you know, a, a small lapse in judgment can really impact not only yours, but other people's lives for the rest of their lifetime. Nick, we really appreciate you joining us as a part of this Hometown Hero program. Uh, the same with everyone else. Uh, Gus is going to be reaching out with uh, his team over at Marigold's, uh, providing dinner and the works over at the restaurant for you and a guest as just a small token of our appreciation for everything you've done and are continuing to do in our community. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. No, we appreciate all you've done. We're so thankful for it. And and for all the listeners, you know, see a cop, thank a cop. You know, back to blue, we're so thankful for them. Exactly. Yeah, we really appreciate everything you do. And uh, especially as we're coming into the holiday season, these are uh, a lot of those men and women that are making that sacrifice and going out and uh, working and keeping us safe to make sure that we can maybe enjoy that extra time off with the family. So we really appreciate the efforts. Uh, again, want to thank all three of our hometown heroes here on this Friday edition of the extra Steve, Tracy, Nick, really it's individuals like you guys that make the backbone of our community. So really thank you all for joining us and uh, for everything you do again, uh, Gus, we're coming up here on the end of the show one more time. If people want to get some more information, of course, uh, closed on Sunday for Christmas Eve, but those reservations filling up fast for New Year's Eve, one of the rare Sundays, Marigolds will be open. Again, how can people go about making sure that they can have some of that elevated cuisine and uh, really 
ring in the new year in proper fashion over at Marigold's. Absolutely. First and foremost, thank you for everybody listening and have a Merry Christmas. Be safe out there on the roads, just like we were speaking. But yes, if you're looking for a, a great place to have a wonderful dinner on New Year's Eve, please call 719-599-4776. 719-599-4776. God bless and thank you all. Yeah, and Gus, thank you for everything you do, partnering with us here, and uh, especially in these Friday Hometown Heroes. You've been doing this for a year now at least, uh, really helping to just have a small token of appreciation. We really appreciate you and everything you guys are doing as well helping out with this. That does it here for the extra on KRDO News Radio. We have the Tom Martino Show still ahead right here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, 92.5 FM.